You're listening to Building the Game with Rob and Jason. It's Building the Game with Jason and Rob. For tabletop game design, you really can't go wrong. Building the Game, yeah, Building the Game. Hello and welcome to Building the Game, a documentary podcast. Today is Monday, June 4th, 2018. It's episode 314. Rob's here, so's Jason. Dwayne T. Leonard couldn't make it tonight. Oh, that Dwayne. A little disappointed. He's I was hard to find. So. He's a busy guy. He's a busy guy. Dwayne gets around, you know? He does. Yeah. Um, so we're back. We're doing this. We just did this. We'll do it again. It's kind of a thing. It's kind of a it's thing. kind of a thing. <sighs> we were tweeting for topics previously. We yeah. And uh, I just want to point out that Josh Mills replied oh. with a stupid idea. Shocker, Great. right? Yeah, well. yeah. His suggestion was make food meats and you have to use wood to use food. Shut up. What? Was, like, wait, was, wait, read that again? Make food meats and you have to use wood to use food. That's like just wor- words strung together. Well. That, that's, that's not a meaningful the sentence. The education system in South Carolina is not fantastic. So no disrespect, South Carolina. It's just the Mills is there. Well, not great. My, my dad grew up in North Carolina. Which I heard is fantastic. Which, all, by all accounts, uh, is a nice place. It's a nice place. So, I mean, Chris Kirkman lives there. Uh, lots of people we know live in North Carolina. Sure, yeah. It's yeah. a good place. South Carolina. So, I'm sorry, Mills. Listen, buddy, I know you're doing the best you can. And you know, he's doing like, the best he can with what he's got. He is, yep. yeah. And with the education yeah. and, and the, the culture and that he was given. Right, right. You know, I mean, and, yeah. I, mean I understand that, you know... Yeah, I understand he's got a lot of challenges, and buddy, we're here for you, man. Uh, you know, I mean, ever since he lost the IDC, so embarrassingly, um, that was that was hard. I get it. I mean, if I was him, I don't know that I could have ever recovered from that. And look at him; he's he's still trying. He's still trying. He's got heart. He does. Yeah, he's got yeah. heart. You got to give him that, right? Yeah, got to give him that. I mean, you got to give him something because yeah. he doesn't really have much. So, poor guy. He's got you. People got to give him everything. Yeah, I mean, just gotta help that guy out. It's embarrassing, man. Um, so yeah. speaking speaking of the IDC, uh, did you submit that to the Gen Con event calendar yet, Jason? By the time you guys are hearing this, I absolutely did. <laughs> You're gonna do that tonight after I leave, Jason? Probably tomorrow. I actually have a note. I actually have a note on my desk to do it on lunch. It's been there for a week, but uh, uh-huh. okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll nag you tomorrow. So the IDC is gonna be on Saturday this time instead of Friday. Right. That's what we do know. Um, because uh, so we made a movie. A long time ago, we shot a movie like yeah. eight years ago or some crap. 2008? Yeah. No, 2010. 2010. Don't make it worse than it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a big, uh, we made a big action packed blockbuster crazy movie. Uh, we wanted to make it for $10,000 or less. That was the goal. To make a movie that looked like it was made with $10 million only cost $10,000. And let me tell you what, you can make a pretty crappy movie for $10 million. And I feel like, you know, uh, I feel like we did all right with our film. I'm pretty happy about it. Uh, it's not perfect, but it is a lot of fun. and uh, it, it is got, definitely a lot of fun. And it got accepted to the Gen Con Film Festival. Woo! It'll be playing Friday night at 8.30. Uh, the movie is called Atrophy. Uh-huh. Um, we need to get tickets for that. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. we should go see it just because. I've know? seen it before. Yeah, but it's fun to see it with people, right? <laughs> I've seen it before. So You're the worst, man. <laughs> be supportive of a project you were so involved in. Uh, so, uh, yeah, um, there's, there was also, there was something on Thursday night that, um, 
Oh, I think there's a burlesque show on Thursday night that Christine and I are going to go to. Okay. Um, so that would mean that I have something going Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights. Oh, no. Wow, if all... only you weren't on vacation. It's, I mean, it's kind of a whiner. It's a working vacation, man. It Just is. like going to Origins. I'm yeah. going to. In, so, with the exception of the burlesque show, the Ashby well, movie showing, and the IDC <laughs> are part of your job. So, there. so one one thing to consider is that last year, last year the uh, the speed dating was on Thursday and Saturday. Right. So, um, I'm still not sure that I'm going to have anything ready for the speed dating this right. year. But I know you were going to try. And I'm going to try. I mean, I'm going to have something ready. Yeah. Whether I actually do the speed dating, I don't know. But frankly, if if we schedule the IDC for Saturday and I get on Saturday, I'll just be like, I'm sorry. The IDC's got to come first. I mean, this okay. is a thing we do. So yeah, no, right. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could potentially go try and get on the Thursday. Right. Group I would too. probably apply and just say I have a conflict on Saturday, yeah. but I would desperately like to get in on Thursday. And that's what I did last year because the They Might Be Giant show was on Thursday, and I said, "Can I please, please, please have the Saturday?" And they were able to accommodate that. And frankly, Saturday should be the harder slot to get because there's more people. You know what I mean? Thursday, some people aren't even there yet. Yeah. Anyways, so, but IDC, that's coming up. Uh, it's going to be a banner year, as always. Uh, mm-hmm. We've got a couple people that are having some beef. Uh, and this uh, this Ooh. year is going to be interesting, to mm-hmm. say the least. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, some hurt feelings, yep. some uh, stub toes, maybe maybe a bloody nose. I'm not sure yet. Wow. Um, and remember to this this uh, year's uh, this year's match helping being designed by uh, last year's champion Nicole Amato. Yeah. Um, and we've already we've already settled on one round for sure. Um, you know what that one is, right? I do. Yeah. Yeah. And that uh, she is very excited about that as a round. Uh-huh. Uh, and we will be doing some other stuff. She has a, a great brain for that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, she understands her way around a steel cage match. And um, yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna do some really cool stuff this year. Some um, old stuff, some new stuff. That's sp- not a spoiler. Special note: no steel cage will actually be present. Yeah, well, of disclaimer. course not. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, fight to the death. Disclaimer: not actually fight to the death. Uh, you know, just um, you know, near death. Uh, so emotional death. Emotional, basically. I mean, again, Josh Mills, right? You know, yeah, ruin you in the career forever. Um, so I was talking to a designer recently. Uh, and I won't say who the designer was. We were just talking about the IDC in general. And uh, I don't even know if the designer listens to the show, but I was talking about the IDC and they actually said to me, they said this, and I, I told this to you, but I'm going to say this on the show. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm going to say, right? I'm not sure. This was this this was sh- both shocking and very endearing to me. They said, being a contestant in the IDC is a designer bucket list item for me. <laughs> and I was like... Wow. Yeah. Wow. Like that is uh and this is somebody that I respect as a designer and sure. I was like wow, wow. Yeah. And I was like, well, you're not getting chosen this year because <laughs> well, you don't be have you. beef with anyone, so, you know. Um Right. We we can't just we can't just go out there and and pick people, right? Right. We need real beef We need be, real beef, you know? I mean, created. if there's not real beef, then what's the point? Yeah, why know? are we even doing this? Yeah, I mean, you know, we're we are we are relationship counselors, right? Basically, in a sense, yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, in a in a very real sense, and without us there to to you know fix your relationship in the truest sense of of the words, I I guess is the is the way the the sense that I'm talking. Right. About I mean, here. you know, like as yeah. true as having relations with ships. You know, I mean, really, it's just a thing, right? Yeah. It's it, yeah. It could not be more real. Could not be more important. You know, in in conning salures. I mean, we these are the things we do. Right? 
I didn't even get that one, Jason. <laughs> Counselor. Oh. <laughs> Man, keep up. Nah, that was bad. I know. That was bad. I know. It's not a good so one. So is the IDC, but people seem to love it. So anyways, this year for the IDC, we are still working on a lot of details. Yeah. Uh, we are late to the game as usual. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> Shocking. Which means we're right um, on time. We have an illustrious head judge uh, that uh, you will not, you can't wait to find out who it is and neither can we. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, if you are an illustrious individual and like to be our head judge, let us know. Send us a message. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, we are definitely in the market for an illustrious individual who will be at Gen Con. Builders, though. Builders, builders, builders. I want to know, builders. Mm-hmm. Uh, send us a message, whatever. Do it. Actually, send us a friggin' message. Tweet at us. Do whatever you want. Yep. At I podcast wanna, BTG yeah. or buildinggamepodcast.gmail.com. I want to know if you're going to be at the show. I want to yep. know if you're going to be there. And if you're going to come to the IDC, tell me ahead of time because mm-hmm. I want to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Side note. Side note. I wonder if Neil's going to Gen Con. I don't know. He would be a good builder judge. He would. So. Indeed. So anyways, let us know. Let us know. Um, we are going to talk about a topic. Yeah, so here's so, the thing. We don't have a topic to talk about. Uh, but I've, don't fret. Don't fret. Don't fret because we've got the internet that has come to the rescue. Yes. I found, I found the website called conversationstarters.com. Yeah. And there's a button here that says generate a random topic. I'm so excited. So I'm going to hit this button and we'll see what it comes up with. Are you ready? I hope it's awesome. All right. It's probably going to suck. I'm ready. Jason, what is your biggest regret this week? Oh, okay. This is good. Because I was hoping it'd be awkward and this uh-huh. is awkward, right? Yeah. What's my biggest regret this week? Wow. Regret? Regret. <laughs> what is your biggest regret this week? Marriage. Marriage is your biggest regret? That's it. What is my biggest regret this week? Wow. Um. Hmm. 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 That's hard. So this week started on Monday. Yeah, it's only Tuesday. <laughs> Let's say in the last seven days. Let's say that in the okay, last seven okay, days. Okay, okay. Okay. Not going back just. Um. To, yeah. Man, that's still really difficult. Um. Yeah. I'm gonna say. I'm going to say my biggest regret in the last seven days. Regret. Regret. Did I say it again? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I wanted you to. Um, um, <laughs> was 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 bringing an illegal balloon oh. to a to a party. Boy. And then having everything go sideways. Yeah. Remember when you were there? Remember I was that there. Happened? Yeah. So this is what happened. Uh, my daughter had a princess party. She's four. She's uh-huh. really stoked. We even had actually like the real Cinderella. The show real up. Cinderella came. I mean, she said it was a real Cinderella. Uh but anyways, um, she was wearing leggings. I don't know if Cinderella actually wears leggings or not, but it was probably good that she was. Yeah, it's modesty leggings, basically, yeah, right? right? Uh, so, anyways, um, she. Uh, so when we we have this Elena of Avalor balloon, so we had it in our, our church uh, gymnasium, which you've uh-huh. been to multiple times. So I we, have. Yeah. We have the parties there all the time because mm-hmm. it's it's free and it's huge. Um, so, anyways, uh, we what we were doing there was. Uh, was having the party with the balloons, right? But you're not allowed to technically have helium balloons in there, especially the big foil kind, right? And I was like, you know what? This one is great because this is, I don't know if, you, if you're a parent, you may have seen these. Uh, this balloon is, they're weighted on the bottom. 
So they're like a person standing. Like uh, Josiah had a Chewbacca one, mm-hmm. um, but this one was in Elena of Avalor. She's a d- new Disney princess. Uh, okay. I know who, yeah, who, no, who anyways, that is. But, so um, it's a cool. My daughter's very excited about that show. Sure. So we got it right because we're we're technically breaking the rules, but technically not because the we're as as our com- head of, making excuses. Our head of legal for market company would say we are following the spirit of the rule right that's the what's the spirit of the rule and the spirit of the rule is we don't want balloons up in the ceiling right well this isn't going to happen because this, this is like a like a you know third story ceiling yeah because yeah. it's a huge gym, huge right? gym so so what happens is it turns out uh that uh turns out that the magnets that hold it down the weights the weighted uh-huh. magnets are on the outside not the inside well the kids start acting like kids punching the balloon around uh-huh. right until apparently the magnets come off and i'm just eating my lunch and i hear dad Elena's stuck on the ceiling. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and I turn around and sure enough, sure enough, there she is three stories up, yeah, upside down in the ceiling. So my wife's a little panicked because she's like, we're not even supposed to have these in here. And I was like, right. again, spirit of the spirit of the right. rule. Your wife came over to me and said, the cleaning lady hates me and we have to get this down before she comes in here to clean up. Otherwise, she will ban me from this place. Yes, yes. I don't know that the cleaning lady actually hates her. Well, uh, I don't think she actually does. But, um, <laughs> I, I, she was exaggerating a bit. But I think the worry was, yes, that the cleaning lady would, would say, like, you guys can't rent anymore because technically you can't do that. And again, we were trying to be good people. Uh, but our daughter really wanted to have a balloon because Josiah had balloons because the other place with like a 12-story roof that we rented, yeah, they didn't have a rule against that because mm-hmm. um, they keep a pellet gun in behind the counter, <laughs> right? Probably. <laughs> so anyways, so we find this like what, like 20-foot tall ladder? Yeah, it's probably 20-footer. Yeah. We bring it out. We take uh, two, uh, two uh, broomsticks, zip tie them together. And then fashion a hook to the end of it. With zip ties. Yeah. Had someone climb to the top, hook the balloon, and get it down. Now, that was better than my idea, which was to just stab the balloon until it popped with a knife. <laughs> Rob's first suggestion was, let's get these kids out of here and get a BB gun in here. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, that would have been fun, at least. And then I asked all my guy friends, do you have a BB gun? And everyone's answer was no. And I'm like, guys, come on. Come on. I mean, I don't either. Right, neither do I. Yeah. So, okay. um, but anyways, so, that's your biggest regret uh, was just not following the rules. It turned out to be kind of a champion moment for us. But I, uh, you know, anyways, I, uh, I don't know. Uh, my biggest regret was because my, my poor wife was was very concerned that we would she not was. be able to have birthday parties there anymore. Yeah, uh, and she really likes having birthday parties there. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Good. And then one of our church friends there videoed us getting it down. Oh, I took pictures. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, but she like actually knows people there. Oh. Like, you know us and yeah, that's it, right? right? Uh, and she's like, now I have blackmail on you guys. And I was like, that's mm-hmm. very churchy of you. Thanks for that, pal. Good. So, and then uh, the next day we go to like the normal service. Right. And my, one of my, that girl's husband is ushering. And so we go to walk up, he's like, hey, there's a special video they're going to show during the offertory. <laughs> I was like, you're the worst. <laughs> So, nice. anyways, what about you? Or are we? Or are you answering this too? Yeah, no, yeah. Okay. So my my biggest regret from the past week uh, is that uh, I did not go to the drag queen bingo brunch on Sunday. I'm disappointed in myself. <laughs> that sounds fun. Yeah, they were having it at the union, uh, and we were excited about going on Saturday. But we woke up on Sunday and we're like, "Oh, it's Sunday. We're lazy." And then I and I looked it up and it started at one o'clock and I'm like, that's not a brunch. 
why are they calling it a brunch if it starts at one? And I was making excuses to not leave the house. Right. No, brunch is firmly. I, I think that your Whatever. window for brunch is 11 to one. But at one, it's over. Brunch is over. Like for your yeah. late sleepers, I'll, I'll give you 11 to one. Yeah. Anyway. So I'm disappointed I didn't go because I think that would have been a lot of fun. I think so too. But I also did uh, manage to actually get a lot of design work done that afternoon instead. But I do, I do regret not going to that. So that's my much more brief explanation of my biggest regret from the past week. Did you go to this website too? No, I was looking for a website that had just awkward conversation starters. Uh, They were super awkward. And then I found one and it was too awkward and I don't want to answer those questions. So we're not going to do that one because we'd have to bleep most of the answers and the questions. Okay. Here's another one. Okay. Okay. All right. If you could, excuse me. If you could choose to have any useless superpower, what would you pick? Mm. Mm. It's got to be useless. Can I tell you what? Can I first? Can I tell you what the best superpower is? I kind of don't care about that, but okay. The best superpower, hands down, you will never convince me otherwise. Is teleportation. To unlimited teleportation is uh-huh. the single most useful superpower you will ever have in your life. Uh huh. Yeah. So true okay. story. I disagree. I think what, that, do you, what do you think is better? I think being able to re- re- rewind time would be the best superpower. Rewind time is only useful when something goes wrong. Teleport useful all the time. You want some ice cream? Boom, I'm at the ice cream store. Boom, I'm home. You want to go to work? Oh, I got five minutes to be to work. I'm at work. Yeah. I don't need a car. I don't, I don't pay for gas. Oh, you yeah. want to go to France for vacation? We're in France. Yeah, I, I, mm, but nah, but you're still wrong. No. Because cause you could, nothing would ever go wrong for you ever again if you could rewind time. I mean, that's a generalization. It would have to be an automatic trigger, though. You Well, you could just go, oh, whoops, put your finger to your skull and go zip, 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 Yeah, but zip, what zip. happens when you, like, get blown up? Oh, well, I mean, everybody's going to die eventually. I'm just saying that, like, yeah. the whole point of being able to rewind time is to, like, do something awesome. I'm talking about, like, for, like, interpersonal stuff, like, you know, ah, oh, crap, that bird just pooped in my, on my shoulder well i'm gonna i'm gonna step back you know two minutes and then walk a few steps to the left oh crap that bird just pooped my shoulder i'm gonna teleport home change my clothes and teleport back or you could just not have to you know change your shirt just saying when i want ice cream i'm gonna have ice cream okay you're gonna not have ice cream okay so the useless superpower okay useless useless so so like like i can do something crazy but it's got to be completely could never be useful. useless. Never useful. That's really hard. That's really hard. Because like I feel like any superpower could be useful in the right context. Oh boy. Um, mm. The closest thing I can think of is you've seen Dr. Evil, right? Yeah. Moist is a pretty useless superpower. He can make things moist. <laughs> like that's literally like like he touches things and then they're damp. Yeah. Like that's a pretty dumb superpower. Yeah. But I, but I could still think like, oh, we need this towel to be wet, right? Um, so it, it makes me think that there was a video game that I played a long time ago called Superhero Superhero League of Hoboken, uh, and I, I remember it being kind of bad. But one of the heroes, their superpower was the ability to see inside a pizza box without opening it, um, which I always thought that was kind of funny. But of course, they made it mechanically meaningful in the game because. You would occasionally, as you're scouring the ruins of, of uh, post-apocalyptic Hoboken, New Jersey, you would occasionally find pizza boxes, and they were basically treasure chests. 
and some of them were trapped and some of them were not. And so you could see if that pizza box was trapped or not. So what you're saying is it was useful. It was right. I'm just saying it just made me, it was something that when I first read that power description, I was like, this is dumb. And then the game made it meaningful and useful, but that's the first thing that popped in my head. Okay. Okay. Here's one. Okay. Being able to rewind time half a second. Half a second. Hmm. <sighs> hmm. Yeah, because by the time you would realize that you needed to rewind, it's probably too late. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what I said is your superpower is useless. <laughs> if it's only half a second. Right. Uh, man, I don't know, because I could, I could, I could think about a lot of superpowers that might be valid. Maybe, um, the ability to, uh, give myself a paper cut at any time. Yeah, that's pretty bad. That would be not somebody else a paper cut, but myself. Yeah, it's not a big enough wound to get like out of a conversation. No, right. It's big enough to hurt really bad. It just hurts so, and yeah, just yeah, makes yeah. you cringe, yeah. right? For no good reason. That would be a really useless superpower, I think. To be able to make my food. No, no, that's that's not good. Yeah, I was gonna say suddenly tastes less good, but then you could like use that as like a diet program. Like I don't want to eat this food. Mm-hmm. I made it taste bad, right? Um. Now I'm just cringing over the thought of a paper cut. Oh. <laughs> oh, I hate paper cuts. Being able to know the last word in any book. Without opening the book and looking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just boom. Because the last word is likely not useful. Yeah. Half of them is probably end. <laughs> That's pretty useless. All right. Yeah. I'll take that. Yeah. I'll take that. All right. Do you want to do one more? Let's do one more. All right. Uh, Builders, I hope you're enjoying this because we are. Somebody needs to make this for a board game topic generator. I'm skipping some bad ones here. That's fine. Get us a real good one. Super, just the weirdest. Oh, oh, oh this oh. is a weird one. Oh, good, good. This good, is yeah. a weird. Okay, this is super weird. Okay, I'm excited. Would you rather age from the neck up only or the neck down only? Wow. Yeah, that's an interesting one. I kind of like that one. So can we assume that you are like 21? Yeah, sure. And then that happens. Yeah, let's say you're 21 years old. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think I would... I'm going to go first here. I would rather age from the neck up. Because because from... That means... That means, you know... at 21 you're probably as healthy as you're ever ever going to be in your life i mean not maybe not necessarily in terms of you know muscle mass and and fit and everything but but your system is as robust as it's going to be and mm-hmm. you can recover from anything anytime you want right so when you get older you're probably going to have there's going to likely depending on family history whatever there there's some deterioration in your brain you know there, there you could deal with with uh uh, uh you know uh uh, I don't know, just brain brain afflictions, whatever you right, want to call them, right. right? But at least you don't have to deal with all the risks of everything else in your body just shutting down and going to crap on you. Yep. Yeah. That's a, to me, that's no pun intended and no brainer, right? Yeah. Why would you not just pick neck down? I think Maybe so. Maybe if you were super vain and you wanted to like look like you were twenty one. Yeah. But like, 
Yeah. Yeah. See, I, and I, for me, it's, it's not about what I, so, so the alter, alternative argument, and this is actually kind of close for me because the alternative argument is that, is that if you're never aged from the neck up, I don't care what I look like. Right. Um, but it's, it's about my brain. At least I'm always fully in control of my faculties. You know, I'm never, I'm never going to just lose my awareness of anything that's going on around me. Um, um, but I, I think, I think, I mean, we, human beings live a long time and, you know, and you have to get pretty old before any of that stuff becomes, starts to really become an issue for most people, Mm -hmm. you know? So I, I think, I think I'd rather not have to worry about things like colon cancer, you know, and and cholesterol and heart disease, heart disease, all the, I think I'd rather not have to worry about those sorts of things. Right. So, uh, so here's, here's the, you let me ask another question based on that. Because you said mind versus body. Would you rather have no control of your entire body, like be locked in syndrome with a perfect mind or full control of your body, but have lost like your your good cognition abilities, right? I, I think that's an impossible question. Yeah, I mean, that's, I, I can't answer that. I don't know. No, I yeah. could. If you truly are locked in and you have no way to communicate, uh-huh. I would absolutely choose the my body still works but my brain is gone because your brain's not working right. You don't know that. But you're imagine just sitting there knowing everything that was happening and being able to do nothing. That sounds terrible. Yeah. That's not a fun question, Jason. <laughs> These are supposed to be fun questions. No, they're supposed to be awkward. That's a horrible question. Yeah. This is not awkward conversation ideas. That's a terrible, that's a pretty terrible question, dude. The one you asked. Conversationstarters.com. We were talking about like ways to die and stuff. That's not good. Um, If you could meet anybody in history, past, present, uh, past or present, who would it be? You go first. I'm trying to think. Hmm. Um, um, maybe somebody with like a real, the guy who invented something super useful, uh, oh, but I sound like I'm time traveling. So that doesn't help. I would like to meet the guy. Okay. I would like to meet the guy who built the house that I lived in that I just sold. So I can ask him, WTF was he thinking when he put that ramshackle pile of wood together and try and understand some of his decision-making processes? That's who I would like to meet. That's a great... That's a great. I would like to meet someone uh, who, who, who's alive right now who designed something that in 10 years from now is going to make them a gajillion dollars and I want them to tell me about it so that I can do that instead. So that'd be cool. <laughs> and when okay. I think about like people like past, present, or future like meeting, like no one jumps out as like that's the person I want to hang out with. Yeah. So Yeah, me neither. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really have a good answer for that. I don't know. I, I'm not that big of a history buff. I mean, I enjoy history, but not not down to the nitty gritty. I, I I like world history and I like, you know, architectural history and history of nations not not of individual people i don't really and i know that that all that stuff happens because of people but but i just don't get into it in that much detail right um and i'm not a huge music buff i mean i like music but i'm not 
really hardcore into it. So it's not like there's one specific artist that I want to meet. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's a tough question for me. Yeah. Yeah. At any rate, whatever. Cool. You that was sh- fun. That was fun. Why don't you pitch a game? Okay. Game pitcher. <clears throat> I'm going to get some stuff out of my bag there real quick. Well, that's, this is good podcasting. All right. So I'm going to pitch this uh, Battletech-themed or Battletech-inspired roll-and-write game that, uh, that I was inspired about two episodes ago and mentioned last week. Um, so as you can see, so, so builders I have here, I have, uh, some, some mech sheets or character sheets, if you want to call them that, that are the things that you actually do the writing on. Jason and I actually play tested a version of this already. We did. Yeah. And they were half sheets at that time. Now they're full sheets of paper. Wow. Cause they just, I just needed more space. Yeah. Um, and get it. Yeah. I mean, design wise, I could, I that could space. Uh, a lot of this could be adjusted and condensed. I'm just kind of working at a scale that I'm comfortable with at the moment. And anyway, well, for prototyping, like, I mean, it's fine. Yeah. That's a publisher's problem to figure out the rest. Yeah, that's kind of my thinking on that, right? So, uh, so Battletech Roll and Write. So, again, this is inspired by, if anybody who knows Battletech character sheets knows that you track damage by filling in little circles on a, on a diagram of your mech. And that was the inspiration of saying, gosh, wouldn't it be cool if you were rolling dice and you, that was the whole game is just checking off... Um, checking off those circles or filling in, in those circles coloring in those circles it's fun like a scantron right like you're taking a test in middle school my favorite thing um c with your number two pencil yeah. <laughs> just c all the way down <laughs> just always pick c yeah <laughs> uh so um i'm gonna i'm gonna spare you guys the details of uh of the entire design process i'm just gonna explain where i am right now so uh he's got a bag i got i've got he's a bag opening with, the bag with dice gonna, in it here come the dice Okay. Oh, look at that dice. Dice. There's some cubes too. You, for did tracking. you get the so, colors sorted out? You did. I did. Yeah, I got the. Thank I, goodness. I bought the uh, the blank oh, color dice. These are not the ones I had. Oh no, these are rounded edges. I have the square edge have, okay. ones. I think. Yeah. So. Well, anyway, this is just the first one. That I wanted I saw. more surface area for stickers. Yeah. But you did not need it because you're more artful than I am. I'm more artsy. Artful. Is that a word? Artful. Rob is it, so artful. Why not? Uh. So okay. So um. What I've got, I've got, uh, what is it, 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, I've 12, 14 dice. I've got 14 dice here, okay, uh, in six colors. Uh, I've got, uh, so four, four of the dice are white, and then the other 10 are in five colors. So two yellow, two blue, two green, two purple, two red, and then four whites, okay? Every die has a different distribution of faces on it. And there are uh, uh, three different icons that could be on those faces. So uh, those are those are a hit icon, mm-hmm. uh, a critical hit icon. Is it the fist? Uh, no. The, so the hit is the crosshairs. The critical hit is like a, a red burst. And then the the green fist that I have on here, I'm calling the hold. The Hulk smash. Yeah. Uh, it's actually it's similar to the House Steiner symbol from BattleTech. Um, that was just a happy coincidence. That means, that means a lot to me. I know nothing to you, but yeah, it, it it's meaningful to me. <laughs> it, that would probably have to be replaced because it it's not like the game should only be focused on the one faction or the one family. But right, whatever, doesn't matter. It's working for me for right now. So uh, so every die has a has a different distribution of these faces. So for example, you know the white dice, the white dice have uh, three hit icons, one critical hit icon, and uh, two hold icons, whereas the reds have four hits and two holds but no crits and and so all the different all the distributions are different all right i won't go through them all in and detail they're less sucky now 
Uh, they are less sucky now, <laughs> right? When we when we play tested it before, it was awesome. They were we were just missing every time. It's like miss, you got a couple hits in, like because you had a couple good rolls. Yeah, it was kind of through no fault of your own. Was right. the idea? It was right? it was frustrating, right? Yeah, and and previously when we placed it too, I it was I had hit critical hit and miss, and so I've dropped miss and I've replaced that with a hold. 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 Okay, so I'll, I'll explain what that means. Hold the line! Right. Now, uh, now on your, your mech character sheet, uh, and I, I tell you what, I'll probably put like a PDF of this uh, on, on the show. I'll send that to you so you can... Yeah. Plop it on the old show notes. Right, so anybody can look at that. And, and I've actually got, I've got three different mechs. I've got a type 1, type 2, type 3. Call it light, medium, and heavy if you want to do that. That's fine. Um, so every mech has, uh, uh, has a certain number of weapons on it. Um, uh, and you know, the, the heavier the mech, it's got more weapons. So a light mech or the type one has three weapons. The type two or the medium mech has four. The type three or the heavy mech has five. Okay. And yeah. The type four that you have made has 17. 17. It's a lot of weapons. Probably not going to make a type four. Probably not. Um, uh, so, and then each weapon is associated with a, with a specific color die. Yes. Um, on this type one that I'm looking at, <clears throat> on this type one that I'm looking at, I've got rockets, machine gun, and laser. The rockets use the yellow die, the machine gun uses the blue die, and the laser uses the red die. And when you fire the laser, you have to say, fire the laser. Fire the laser. You have to say it just like that. Yes. Um, and uh, when you fire the rockets, it's rockets firing. And when you fire the machine machine gun, you have to go machine gun. <laughs> Just like that. And I know it's. <laughs> there you go. That's, that's right. Um, so on your turn, you're going to you're going to uh, pick what weapons you want to fire. Okay. Uh, and yeah. you, you can fire each one once. So so like for example, um, if you want to fire the laser, you've only got one laser on there, so you can only one fi- roll one red die. You can't roll two red dice and fire the same weapon twice in the same turn. You can't do that. It doesn't work that doesn't way. Doesn't work that way. Okay, once per turn. So let's say you want to fire everything. You want to fire the red, the yellow, and the blue. You're going to roll all three of those dice. But Plus. on your turn, you can you can roll up to six dice total. So you can add to that three white dice. These are your targeting dice. So the colored dice are your weapon dice. The white dice are your targeting dice. Okay? And what you're going to do is you're going to roll those dice, and you're looking for, for pairs of hits. In order to actually hit somebody, you need two hit icons. Okay? So in this roll, what I just did here is... Uh, it's a nice roll. It's a nice roll. Again, I increased the odds on these dice, Jason. <laughs> so I've got, I've got a hit on the blue, the yellow, and the red... And I've got uh, a hit on two white, oh, two white dice, and oh, two of the targeting dice, and then I've got a hold on the third targeting die. Okay, so what I can do here is I can I can uh, make two hits with any of these weapons. So I can have my machine gun hit by p- pairing the machine gun with the white die. I can make a rocket hit by pairing it with the white die, and I can make uh, a red die hit with a white die but i can only hit with two of the three weapons now let's pretend you had two holds on the white dice yeah you could put the red and the yellow together and pick one of them to hit or did you change that uh so so yes let's say let's say i had no holds or excuse me i had no hits on the white dice all my targeting dice are all holds right right what i could do is then i could pair up the blue and yellow or the blue and the red or the yellow and the red and make one of those make one of those hit and you pick which one so if i have yellow and red hits and only one of them can do. I can pick which one. Right, exactly. But what I cannot do, let's say, let's say my my yellow is a is a hold, but I have red and blue as hits. What I could not do is I could not combine the red and the blue to make the yellow hit. I cannot do that. Right. I can only what I could. But if if I have the two hits on 
the targeting dice, I could use two targeting dice to turn a, uh, a hold on a colored die into a hit. Oh, nice. That's yeah. a good change. That's, I like that. That's a targeting bonus, right? Right. Okay. All right. So um, in Builders, that was probably a lot. But it's it's really, having played the game, that's super simple. Yeah. So I, it's one of those things that's easier in practice than it is to explain. Okay. Uh, now, the next thing is that every time you roll one of those colored dice, you're going to have to check off ammo because every weapon has limited ammo with the exception of lasers. Lasers, you can fire as many times as you want. Uh, but everything else has ammo. And whether you hit or not, you have to check off that ammo. Right. Um, rockets, you'll only fire your rockets six times and you're out of ammo. Which is why they're more powerful, right? Right. But machine gun has, what are they? It's a six... Uh, uh, I'm not bad at math. Has a lot more ammo. <laughs> Has a lot more ammo than rockets. Okay, and and that varies based on the weapon. Um, the other thing I should say is that the machine gun, for example, the machine gun has uh four hits on a blue die. The machine gun is blue, so on the blue die you have four hits, one crit, and one hold. So you're very very likely to hit with the machine gun. Whereas uh the rockets, which are yellow, they have two hits and four holds, no crits. Okay. All right, so that's the basic idea of how you're shooting stuff. Now, the next step in in there is is heat, because heat is an important part of BattleTech. And for every die you roll on your turn, you gain one heat. Okay, and and I've got a heat scale uh, on the character sheet that you just move a cube around to mark where your heat level is. If you fire, and you can fire a maximum of six on any turn, no more than that. Um, but you can fire you, sh- you roll fewer dice if you want to. Right, that's a decision you have to make. Okay. If you get into a, a position later in the game where you want to roll more dice than you have heat to allow, you can certainly do that. If you, it, it, it can it can exceed your heat scale, but then any uh, any dice you roll in excess of your available heat turns into damage to your center core. Right, because okay. you're too hot. Right, because you're too hot and you're taking damage. Doesn't mean you can't do it. It just means that you're going to take some extra damage for that. And when your center core blows up, then you're dead. The, your mech dies. Okay, so we're getting into it now. Um, next step is those hold icons. When you roll a hold, previously it was a miss, but now you can use those that hold uh, for other purposes. Also on this character sheet, I've got three additional sections where you can save your hold results. And by doing that, you're just going to draw a little circle uh, in that section saying this is an available hold. Now, um, you can spend those then on following turns. You can't spend it in the same turn, you can, but you can save it for a future turn. That's why it's hold. You're holding that. You're holding that result. Um, you can spend one on a future turn as a heat sink. Okay. It, oh, nice. Everybody uh-huh. always starts with three heat sinks in your critical systems. Okay. Uh, you, so you can spend one later. You can hold it and save it later as a heat sink to offset. But your heat sinks only decrease your, your heat at the start of your turn. Okay. So you can't use it while firing to reduce it, but you can use it at the start of the following turn so that the heat doesn't carry over to help you reduce it for the start of your following turn so you're going to be in better position next time. So heat is always going to reduce at the start of your turn equal to the number of heat sinks that you have, okay? Plus anything you want to spend from your hold. If at some point as you're playing playing the game though, all of your heat sinks are destroyed, your heat will just not go down anymore unless you're spending hold. Right, and so you can do that as many times as you want. As long as you have hold circles in there that you've saved up So for. where would I put the circles? You just draw circles? Draw a circle in this box here. Okay, so that, theoretically... That I'm pointing that, to that nobody can see. That is unlimited, right? Theoretically unlimited, so, right. Depends okay, cool. on what re- results you roll. Cool. Okay. Next option here is is a hit icon. You can save up three hold circles, three holds, and to turn that into a hit. 
So if you, on a future, a future roll, if you roll the dice and you only get one hit and you need two in order to do damage, if you've saved up three circles in advance, you can spend those on that turn as a hit to make something connect. That's, that's another kind of piloting skill thing. Right. But you have to save them separate. Yeah, when, when you roll the hold, you have to just choose which of these three okay. places you're going to put it. Which is limiting, but probably good. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's hopefully adding to a decision-making process. The third section is a crit, okay? Where in you, so can, you need five. to save up five in order to, to turn something into a crit. And realist- So these are one, three, and five. I might change them to one, two, and three to, to kind of just speed up things, to make stuff go, go a little faster. Yeah. That makes um, sense. And I haven't talked about a critical hit now. But in order to get a critical critical hit, you need two crit icons. If you have... Uh, so a, a, in, in normal circumstances, a crit is the same thing as a hit unless you have two crits together. Okay? Right. So the idea being you would save up for a crit because likely if you're only going to roll one crit, you use that to be your second crit. Exactly right. And a crit does... What a crit does is it will hit in your critical systems. Everybody has four... Or excuse me, six... Um, spots that are identified as critical systems and you check them off in in order that that they're listed on the page the first three critical positions are heat sinks so Mm -hmm. one two three heat sinks so normally if your system is running at full capacity you're going to you're going to be reducing your heat by three at the start of every turn uh but every time you lose one of those heat sinks it it reduces by two then by one then by nothing your heat just doesn't go down ever again right right okay the next system is targeting so uh after you lose your targeting system, where you know how I said where you could spend two targeting two hits on your targeting dice to turn a color uh, one of the right. colored misses or right. colored holds into a hit. As soon as you lose your targeting system, you lose that ability. And to be clear, hits on your targeting dice that can't be changed into something else are lost. Correct. It's not like a hold where I could use it later. Like those right. are just wasted. Right. Cool. Okay. I think that's smart. Yeah. Next is your reactor control. That's the fifth uh, critical system to lose. Uh, reactor control, that means you can no longer spend holds that you've saved for critical hits as critical hits. Anything you've saved in your critical section is just lost. That makes sense. Okay. And then finally is life support. When you lose your, your life support system, your pilot dies. Right. So basically lose. the last one is you're dead. Right. So so you can take a critical hit with somebody by just by rolling uh, a critical result. You can also take a critical hit, or you will also take a critical hit, every time you lose a section of your mech. So if your arm blows up, you're going to take a crit on that. And you would lose any weapons on that arm, correct? Exactly right. So you're going to have uh, weapons assigned to your arms, your torso, or your head. All right. Now, in the game as I have it right now, losing the head does not destroy your mech. So the different mm-hmm. ways to lose the game. Number one, your center corso is destroyed. Number two, both of your legs are destroyed. Num- I hate when my center corso is destroyed. Center torso, sorry. <laughs> so, so center torso is destroyed, both of your legs are destroyed, or uh, you take six critical hits and your life support is destroyed. So those are the three different ways that your mech is destroyed. Okay? Cool. All right. Um, that's basically the basic structure there. Now, I so right now I've been playing with a, a, a four-point game, so um, points in terms of... Um, you know, the, the mech type. So uh, w- the way I've been testing is one player ha- plays a type three and a type one. The other players plays a type two and two type ones. Right. That's what I, the standard layout I've been doing for testing so far. I'm on my fourth complete revision of the sheet mm-hmm. at this point. Um, uh, oh, um, yeah. So so that's what we've been doing. We're just playing to the death. Right. Um, but I have, I have ideas for also adding in missions. 
mm-hmm. where there would be, an, and you and I have talked about that, right, right. where there would be some kind of a mission page in the center, uh, and it might be, you know, one person is there to destroy the d- dropship, the other person is there to defend the dropship. It might be there's some kind of satellite uplink that we're both trying to hack at the same time, and you could be, you would, and, and based on what the goals are for that mission sheet, you might be able to spend uh, hold or hit dice on those instead of on your mechs. You know, so, so um, I, I need to make sure that the combat structure, the one-on-one battle structure is solid and balanced. Obviously, Before yeah, yeah, I yeah. move on to mission development. Right. But, you should bring this. Uh, I was, we were supposed to play test on Thursday, but I'm not going to yeah. have my game ready because this okay. week has been crap. Sure. Uh, so uh, bring this. Let's play it again. Yeah, I'd love That'd to. Be great. I would love to, yeah. Um, so, so yeah, so Battletech roll and write uh, idea. I, I don't want to call. I want to come up with some other generic uh, non-copyright infringing mech game. Mech no. <laughs> mech Masters. Mm, that's... Mick Mech Masters. You're getting better. Um, so I, so I, just because I don't want to call it, call it my Battletech game because it's not a Battletech game because I don't have a license, right? Right. I will certainly see if I can connect with the guys at Catalyst uh, at Gen Con or even at Origins and see if I can show it to them. Yeah. Um, what about the Battle Mech game? The Battle Mech game? Battle Mech. Not Battletech. Battle Mech. Battle Mech. And make that M like real big. Mm-hmm. Battle Mech. Mech Fighters. <laughs> mech War. Yeah. No, that Mech Warrior. Is, tech okay. Battles. Uh, tech Mech Tech. Adult Techba. War, war, war Mechs. War Mechs. War Mechs. War Mechs. War Mechs. War Tech. War Tech. That's just as bad as everything else. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, so I need to work on that. Skirmish tech. Let's <laughs> think of different words for battle. <laughs> Bottle tech. Bottle tech. Buttle tech. <laughs> Butts. <laughs> All right. Hey. Anyway, what so, a great time to call. Yeah. It. So it's a it's a it's inspired by battle tech. Uh, you know, uh, as somebody who used to love playing it in my younger days, um, and just I just but I could never really set aside the time or the money to buy and paint all the minis and really get into it like that. I could never afford the time. And now as an adult, I definitely don't have the time that I had in my 20s. Um, I, sorry, as, as somebody who's pushing 40, <laughs> let me put it that way, right. I definitely don't have the time that I had in my 20, my early 20s to do this. So so this, I, it, also right now it's playing at about 90 minutes. I want to try and get it down to 60. Ideally, it'd be more like 30 minutes, but I don't know that I'll ever be able to get it 30 minutes. You could do it. I don't know. So so I, for a one-on-one battle, if I can get it to 45 minutes for a one-on-one battle, That's I think true, I'd be yeah. pretty okay with that. Yeah. Um, but to be able to get that kind of, that, that kind of loose Battletech's feeling, the feeling of... Of you know you're you know just pounding on each other yeah yeah you know it is greatly simplified right I don't have I don't have uh, range and, and positioning and, and that kind of stuff taken right. into it right which is good because well, that's the stuff that's boring yeah well I, it, well it's for a lot of people say to that, me that makes the game for a lot of people right strategy and positioning your minis and things that's a core part of the game uh, there's also you know. It, my biggest strongest mech has five hard points on it, it which is ridiculous you know the smallest lightest mech in battletech has five or six hard points on it so it hard, right. i mean that for somebody who doesn't know that means a thing to mount a weapon to right um i, I am also working on a point system uh exploring ideas of that right now so that you could custom design your own mechs right i'm not doing that yet but I, I, I'm making sure that as I'm designing this, I'm thinking about point balance and ways to just give somebody a blank sheet and let them write in with their own weapons right. and build their own their own custom mech. So that's absolutely something I'm thinking about too. I like that. Um, 
so yeah, so that's the basic idea. I, I really like where it's going. I, I think I've made a lot of positive progress and I have a lot of good ideas for moving forward, which is more than I can say about that solo game that I was working on, right? That's great. Which is where I got to the point where I just didn't know what to, I, like I said last week, I don't know what to do next. I'm not right. sure. But with this one, I feel like I've got a tons and tons of options and a lot of ideas. Uh, and I'm really, really pretty excited about it. So it's going well. Cool. So there you go. Battletech inspired roll and write game. That's my game pitch. Cattlemech. Cattlemech. Sorry, Cattletech. 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 You're making popcorn. Kettlecorn. Um, anyway, so there you go. Yeah. That's enough. <laughs> As Jason whips his head. Ah! Um, yeah. So anyway, builders, uh, if you're going to be at Origins, find, uh, let me know. Uh, I, I will have a whole lot of sheets printed so I can do a lot of playtesting because uh, I will want to do a lot of playtesting. Same thing with Red Planet. I'm going to have Red Planet with me. I would love to. I need to do like an eight-player game of that at some point. I really hope I can do at least one of those while at Origins. But I think next Wait. week we'll talk about Origins more because that'll be right we before will. we go. Because I'll be looking for playtesters for a couple things as well. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, at PodcastBTG, at JAceLingerlin, at Proly underscore Design, BuildingGamePodcast at gmail.com, BuildingGamePodcast.com. Um, all the good stuff and all the good things and we'll see you guys next week bye bye Building the Game is a co-production of Imminent Entertainment and Poorly Designed Studios. All of the ideas presented by Rob and Jason are property of the Building the Game podcast.